0: When, you know when i when i've worked in target, kohl's and cheesecake factory there's always this moment Ooh, the t- big 3 we called it yeah, the the big 3 <laughs> and you know what cheesecake factory Visit our Patreon, you were the best out of all of them. Yo, so <laughs> all these critiques are not for you, Cheesecake Factory. We love you. <laughs> this episode brought to you by, the, ge- <laughs> to you by <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory. But yo, there's a moment. You have to make
1: a, f- a final fifth category on the Patreon. That's just like the Cheesecake Category <laughs> the tier.
0: Cheesecake Factory.
1: <laughs> cheesecake Factory tier.
0: But when I when I'm talking to someone who's been there for years, and I, I you know I don't want to say this in any sort of condescending way, but I'm like this this really is bullshit. The way that they they push us to our to the limit, the way that they you know the managers are always flying by, being like, don't you care about the customer? I'm like, I don't know them from Adam. Why in the world do I care about these people who are so rude to me all the time? And <laughs> yeah. when I when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, yeah, this is really ridiculous. And you know, they respond just like you. Yeah, no, but this is what we do here. This is what makes Cheesecake Factory so. I mean, I'm sorry. This is what makes so amazing. <laughs> and it's really disconcerting because it's like I thought we were playing a different game here. That you know, no, we but you're a team.
1: You're not seeing yourself as a team member, see Will. You're not an employee. Okay, you're on a team. When you're on a team, <laughs> yes. when you're on a team, you. You have a common objective a common end a common purpose that you should assimilate yourself to
2: okay this is a perfect hinge this is a perfect hinge right because she says that like the it's the disappointment you try to take things seriously mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. realize that in much the way you're describing will it's bullshit and this is where the serious man turns over into the next form the, f- the next figure which is the nihilist oh the black pill right the the black pill right you take that doom pill and say no no values are at all meaningful right all of it is nonsense there's nothing here to be found at all the game of seriousness was a was a trick all along and so nothing has any value and could ever have any value right? like this is the, the our third form here and then what does this person end up doing but as she describes like this is just like your petty anarchist sewing disorder, right? You know, anytime someone says that something matters or means anything, they come along and go, no, it doesn't, and overturn the apple cart.
3: Yeah, you start to hate yeah. earnestness. Like, earnestness you is... hate earnestness. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'd
0: like to think of this, you know, this character type, since we're trying to come with examples. This is definitely Will circa 17, 18 years old. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, just finished reading Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Oh, and You no. read that
1: too? You yeah. I did Look, too. I, read I, I am yeah, I the only no. one that that never happened to. Yeah, well, you're I missing had to pass out. The,
0: the I, Eye of Fire. I actually don't know how much of a radical you can be. Owen, if you haven't gone through an Iran period, when you oh realize god. that everyone for me, there I
1: might just be like, dialectical truth this. to that.
3: <laughs> oh my god, so. would it be crazy if we read like The Fountainhead for the podcast? I to
2: read that. I mean, I guess ever s- again. I spent so much time reading those 2,000 dog shit pages. She's a terrible pro stylist. It's, a, it's the worst philosophy ever. Hey, do you know what Ayn Rand's epistemology is? Oh. A equals is A. A is A. Yeah, you know things because you can know stuff with reason, so just try that.
3: <laughs> that. Is
1: is that <laughs> objectivism, Gil?
2: It's objectivism. Okay. It's it's but it's pretty strong. We've got to have an
0: episode of objectivism. We, yeah, Come yeah on. I was like,
3: I, you, you're you're turning down my offer, but I feel uh. like there's a lot of, um, and the soft core, like libertarian porn is also of interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's like literally like That's people, exactly people, is. people who are so independent that they're like going to have really great sex about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, Paul, it's, that's, <laughs> it's that sounds impossible. It's the Paul Ryan manifesto. I always think of Paul Ryan every time I hear it. Paul Ryan.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Ryan, We're yeah. really just going to zoom by. <laughs> Lily said it was soft porn, libertarian <laughs> pornography, and that wasn't a metaphor. She actually was. No, like it was <laughs> very <laughs> literal.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my god. We'll
0: put that into your Google search oh, right. bar.
2: What comes up is probably Dan Crenshaw <laughs> jumping no, out. No, <laughs> I don't need this. I'm already on so many lists. I can't you know. afford.
0: True, fair enough. <laughs> but I actually, when I taught this book and I got to the nihilist part, I I was t- talking to my your first year um undergraduate students. I said to them, the first time you go to a party in college, you will encounter the nihilist. Everyone's gonna think oh, they're the yeah. most interesting person in the room. They're sitting in the corner, it's like, oh wow, you believe in peace? It's all meaningless at the end of the day. Are we not all just random acc- accumulation of molecules? You know, proceed from the Big Bang and I'm be like, wow, deep. And yeah, or said to or them, like, I, I like, read I'm...
1: Nietzsche and like, why not prefer war? why
0: not cool cool cool, dude okay
1: that i'm not gonna lie embarrassing embarrassing confession that person was me actually
0: oh yeah yeah. okay there it is so i tried to do my part for the culture and i said please do not find that person interesting they are just (laughs) (laughs) afraid you know they 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 had some failures and disappointments in fact if anything have some pity for them like you know it's Mm -hmm. hard not growing up
2: (laughs) So two things I wanted to say here. One of them is like I, as I was just quoting her as saying, like the nihilist, and as you're saying at the party, like all they do is sow disorder and anarchy, and kind of just try to undermine everything. There was a moment earlier in the text, and we're going to, by the way, circle back to and try to give uh, a full-throated definition of freedom yeah. in, in Beauvoir's sense, As after we've like kind of run through all of this. But one of the things she says in trying to distinguish freedom from revolt, and I think mm. this is really important, because the, the nihilist is capable of revolting, right? But still isn't actually free in this genuine sense. Abstract negation it's an abstract thing. And so this is a quote from the first chapter about like, I don't know, toward the end of it, she writes revolt insofar as it is pure negative movement remains abstract. It is fulfilled as freedom only by returning to the positive. That is by giving itself a content through action, escape, political struggle, revolution. Right. And so this like, desire just to smash and destroy is like not actually freedom in her analysis, right? It's just this pure negativity that like, you know, revolts all well and good, but freedom actually has to have a positive consistency. It has to be for something, it has to be, it has to be realized in the form of a project, yes. right? It does actually have to have an end. But
1: again, I think it's important to, to point to the temptation that she identifies with nihilism, right? Yes. So what, what is it that draws us there? And I love the example she gives of Baudelaire, Right. She says it was necessary for him. I'm just going to quote this for a second. She says it was necessary for him that the universe, which he rejected, continue in order for him to detest it and scoff at it. Right. <laughs> and I think there's a, so many kind of black-pilled kind of Internet posters right? who are who? It, you can just tell how deeply attached they are to the kind yeah. of apocalyptic trajectory of the world. And it, it seems like it comes from a place of concern. But actually, mm-hmm. I usually just get the sense that they would feel utterly lost, like if good things started happening. Like they don't actually want they don't <laughs> actually want good things to start happening. They need right. this apocalyptic trajectory, and they're kind of fused to it, assimilated with it. You know,
0: accelerationist. Uh, yeah, yeah. For instance, I think that
3: there's <laughs> lots of people. Like, I mean, the people you're describing are kind of hardcore versions of it. But I think it exists in subtler forms. Um, Good point. Yes, it's true. Like this is really how I think about like people who are on the far left who are just never able to be happy about anything happening. Mm -hmm. And okay, so when something goes on, looking for the limitations is the first first and only thing that you Mm -hmm. do. So like inability to feel excitement and joy about something Mm -hmm. going on. And that's not to say that. That's not to say that you shouldn't be always developing criticisms. Like the more, if there's a social movement happening, you should totally start to develop criticisms, like as soon as it, they, they come to you. But I mean like the inability to kind of experience joy and, and optimism and like social movement and the desire to try to collaborate with others in actual, like realizing one's own freedom and instead just kind of putting the kibosh on that, like it'll never be, never be good enough or something. And I think I first read this, it must've been like 2013 or or something because I I wrote in the margins that this reminded me of Occupy Wall Street. And Mm -hmm. so you can see like where my my head was at when I was reading it because I wrote revolt and pure negativity remains abstract. And that's what that Mm -hmm. experience was like for me. It was like, we won't set forward any demands. This is purely negative, Mm -hmm. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna militantly keep it negative, and you can't make it positive because it would require to have a positive content. We'd have to have a consensus, but we can't have a consensus. And I remember, like, reading this, and I was like, "Oh my god, this was that's what that was."
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think at like a later at a later date, we might end up having to do an episode on. We've been talk, talking about like a little bit, and sort of the 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 fetish for this negativity in the form of what they call like destituent power is, like, I think something that I might fall prey to this same sort of diagnosis, right? We, we want to we get into it. Like, that's the sort of thing that I'm worried about, at least, when I see all these, like, people talking about, like, yeah, destituent power, or just, like, you know, destruction as, like, the kind of end in itself, we can't posit an end, or have a kind of positive program, seems to fall kind of Exactly into this trap that Mm -hmm. Beauvoir is is diagnosing.
1: I mean, I found the same thing with Occupy, right? There was a real part of why, when, and why it fizzled out was just the kind of refusal to start taking any kind of positive, to start engaging any kind of positive, concrete vision. Um, And for a while, that was like its energy, right? It had that energy of pure revolt. Uh, But then without moving from that, the, the state of what you called abstract, the kind of abstract negation towards something yeah i don't know just nobody wanted to i don't know why you think that is lillian because i don't think i actually have a good account of why that particularly happened with with that i, mean, I don't want to make a whole episode about occupy For occupy, yeah
2: well she does say Bevoir says herself toward the end of the book that like it's actually kind of easy to get everybody on board with revolt right yes. like name a con- name a common enemy uh, engage in this like work of negation, right? Fight against something that you want to destroy. It's actually kind of easy to get a lot of people together into that under that tent. But mm-hmm. the minute it's a it's a matter of trying to articulate a common vision for a project with like you know goals, and then we're going to have to have a discussion subsequent to that about the means by which we're going to achieve those ends. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, fragmentation gets back into the scene very quickly and easily, right? And so like she gives examples of people who like got the negative moment, right, in their youth and then, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get assimilated, right? It's easy to, like, get assimilated as a reactionary, even for people who really nail that first Like moment. the
3: boomers. <laughs> I feel like they got assimilated. What did they negate? <laughs> I feel like they think What's of... The I mean, of they time? think they were... They think they were negating. But now so. they're, like, the democratic party vanguard
1: yeah but they were they were the adventurers right they were bovar's adventurers (laughs) they're kind of like subjective abstract one-sided freedom that's all about your kind of personal self-realization but it hasn't yet fourth
2: figure
0: the the
1: adventure right that hasn't yet figured out how to commune with others and the freedom of others and so it becomes a kind of, sol- that becomes solipsism.
0: Yeah, before we move on to the adventure, because there's something complicated with the adventurer. The adventurer is, you know, um, sort of the first archetype where it seems like Beauvoir is saying, there are two ways the adventure could go. She says mm-hmm. there are two attitudes. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. we do that, I want to say just a little bit more about the, the nihilist to sort of connect it, you know, uh, more to sort of contemporary issues. I think, you know, the reason why I'm so antagonistic towards the nihilist is when the George Floyd protest first broke out, and you know it was this moment where we were all texting during that moment, and mm-hmm. all that it. it felt like what is happening? You know we have not seen something like this, and immediately on the internet and all of that. People who, I don't know if they went to the protests or not, people were saying like, oh, you all are getting so excited about this. Nothing's going to change. You're just Mm. getting duped. Mm. And there seems to be something, and I'm willing to commit to There's something deeply immature about it because you are not risking anything. And what I'm hearing is rather than risking putting forward a positive project that may or may not fail, you're already just saying from the outset, oh, look at these rubes. Getting mm-hmm. all excited about this! Look mm-hmm. at these fools. As if you have tons of street. political
3: experience to like exactly. help enlighten yeah. us. Nothing. And but the things are, is, no are, are disorganized and like totally politically immature generation. You're going to be the one to tell everybody. That yeah yeah you're the one excited. who
0: who already has well not even has the answers just already has the no on hand and or so already the has also, the cold
1: water to pour on proposed answers yeah. you know yeah.
0: and what bovar would have an issue with this is like it's not just like you know, they're abstract revolt but they don't risk anything there, there's no way to prove the nihilist wrong because eventually there will be disappointment eventually that you're going to encounter the antenna. And so it's a fundamentally safe position that gestures and postures as if it's completely radical, but there isn't a lot there. Hey
2: there, thanks so much for listening. This is just a small sample of the full episode. To listen to it and to access other premium content we're putting out, please subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash left of See you next time.